0: Welcome. We're here for the Art of Benching, number five. So with that, let's get ready for Adamas. And the way we're going to do that is to take that good, deep, conscious breath, the breath of life. So take that breath, that good, deep breath, and let the energies flow. Just breathe with feeling and allowing that breath into the heart of you. Take that good deep breath, letting all the distractions go. Breathe into you. Breathe with feeling and allowing. Breathe the I am here, I exist. You can feel Adamus. He's here with every breath for each of us. So please, take that good deep breath and feel and breathe Adamus here. Every step of the way, with every breath. Breathe as we invite Adamus in. Take that good deep breath.
1: I... Am That I Am, Adamus of Sovereign Domain. And such a delight and a pleasure to be here with you and oh, let's just take a good deep breath, feel into the energies of this Shoud February 2022. Bet you some of you didn't even know you'd make it this far, be here at this time on the planet, but uh, something within you said just had to be, just had to be. Take a good deep breath, and uh, I'm going to ask for my coffee, if I may. Thank you, thank you, dear Carrie. Coffee and treats today, treats. Oh, thank you so much. You know Uncle Adamus Mm -hmm. truly appreciates it.
0: That sounds
1: kind of creepy. Kind of creepy. Well, it's meant to sound nice and friendly, but thank you uh one of the one of the real joys uh, pleasures of coming here to the shouts and and to the workshops of course is uh, i get to drink the human coffee and they're making it better all the time uh, they something like uh, cappuccinos or lattes or whatever they call them but it's getting better and better all the time so uh, and then i get treats I, I, get, I get treated like an ascended master they don't even do this for me at the ascended masters club i have to get my own mm. yeah isn't that, isn't that mm. sad Dear Linda Visa, how are you? I hear, you I hear you're a broken woman.
0: A little bit, but I'm good.
1: Uh, yes, time <laughs> telling me, not a broken woman. Uh, you have, actually have a, a broken rib. What was that about? How did that happen? Tell us all. Really? Sure, sure.
0: I slipped and fell.
1: You slipped and fell. And, and does it still hurt?
0: every breath
1: every breath okay let's do a deep breath right now for yeah Linda. right thank you uh, well, what do you think that was about
0: <sighs> that the look, weather it sucked look.
1: no it's not the weather it's it not. wouldn't
0: happen in hawaii there's no ice there
1: it would have been something else you would have fell on a, a volcano or something or a turtle or a turtle or yeah yeah whatever no it was about a, a it was a bump and fill. I'm not looking
0: for a reading.
1: It was, I'm going to give you one. <laughs> it was a bump and fill, dear Linda. It, it, and it happens to a lot of you. You have you know, something happen. you knock your head, or in your case, you broke a rib. And um, I knocked my head. And you n- knocked on the head. and
0: wind knocked out of me.
1: And, you know, it's actually, smile, it's a good thing. Oh, good, good. Yeah, it's a good thing. It will be painful for a while. But uh, it, a lot of you are going through this kind of a massive infusion. Uh, we're going to talk about it today, but you held back for a long time, and you know tiptoeing into your realization, and you know, very uh, a lot of trepidations about what you were doing, and a lot of doubts and concerns. And now I feel kind of a shift in in a tide of Chambra saying, "Okay, now I'm ready. Bring it on." And sometimes it results in what I call a bump and fill. You you have an accident uh, which you recover from, and. It knocks the crap out of you. I mean, the the old. Machio, it didn't knock the
0: crap on me; just the wind.
1: It knocks the old Machio kind of a crap out of you, and during that time when you're in kind of a state of shock, then that's when you get this huge infusion of of your of your divinity coming in, and sometimes, like you, kind of a lasting pain as a kind of a reminder. But also, take it easy right now. You you have to take care of yourself, Calder's. I'm certain it's taking very, very good care of you, uh, and it's a time to nurture yourself, not not to get back up and be doing the same activities you were doing before, but a time to nurture to have to have some I'm not sure what this is. I've never seen anything quite like it, but
0: no, thank you no,
1: yes you, we, we won't go any further until you until you enjoy. Was't that good? Mm-hmm. See. See, and until you nurture yourself, don't spit it out. Hmm. Uh, mm. Very. Good. That is truly delicious. Ah, sometimes I, sometimes I miss being on Earth as a human. I, I thought and, you
0: only liked oatmeal. Well,
1: that, that's definitely not oatmeal, that's but not it's oatmeal. definitely good. I, not that I only liked oatmeal, Linda. I'm, once in a while, I ate corn, but <laughs> I, once in a while. <laughs> No, once in a while I'd enjoy, but when I did, it was a sensual experience, not just throwing food into my mouth. When when I had something like that, it's delectable. Uh, Oh, and look at this.
0: Oh, it's all about you.
1: (laughs) Why not? I'm an Ascended Master. I mean, how many Ascended Masters do you get coming to your place?
0: Mm, Okay, you're pretty special.
1: Yeah, well, actually not really, because today, well, let me start by saying, take a good deep breath, get out of your head for a moment, and how do you get out of your head? You say, I'm going to go out of my head. That's, that's it. Stop. How do I get out of my head? You just take a deep breath and you go out of your head. Take a deep breath through the nostrils, through your nose. What do you smell? What do you smell? Uh, smell. The sense of human smell is one of the most underutilized and uh, perhaps most uh, profound and, and clear of your human senses. What do you smell? What do you smell? It, dogs, they, they have a great sense of smell. They can smell not only food, they can smell human emotions, human emotions, fear in particular. Uh, they can smell disease. They can smell COVID, would look, just a little bit of training. They can detect who has COVID or not. Well, all these tests and everything just Go to a pet. Have the dog smell you. Bell, for instance, can smell, not think, not think, but smell that Calder and Linda are going to be there soon. So, smelling into the air. Oh, they're going to be back. And not, not that you or Calder have so much odor. Well, well, once in a while. But they sense through the smell, and they can smell time. They, they truly can they can smell fear. They can smell joy. They can smell when something, before an earthquake happens, uh, they Mm -hmm. can smell that. You know why? It's an inherent sense that they have, and you have also, they don't think about it. And right now, when I asked you to breathe in and smell, you're thinking about it. Dogs, they bypass about 90% of their brain circuitry when they're smelling. They don't use qualia to try to attach and say, well, this is what I smelled before. The smell for a dog is a new experience almost every time they smell. And yes, if something smells like something they'd smelled before, they associate qualia, but they're always open to what's really in this sense of smell. So, let's do it again, but this time really go beyond the brain, the mind. Take a deep breath and, what do you smell? Uh, you might want to write it down. What do you smell? Oh, your minds, your minds, your minds. What am I going to do? You, you still get blocked in your mind. Let's do this again. I'm going to have another bite here and, and you're going to smell. Uh, no, I can do it myself, dear. No, n- you
0: did it me, now it's my turn. Oh, jeez.
1: What am I, an old Ascended Master? Mmm. Huh.
0: Mmm. Mm. Yummy, huh? Mm-hmm.
1: So, what do you smell? Okay, better now. You are not thinking so much. You are laughing about our little distraction here. What do you smell? Well, I will tell you. I have a couple of guests here today, and I don't normally bring guests in. Mm -hmm. I like you all to myself. But I brought a couple of guests in today. Uh, The first one is FM. Mm. Uh, Smell is energy. Not his, he doesn't have B.O. He's an Ascended Master. The smell is energy. What does it smell like? And, and it could be different for every one of you. It's not a single answer, but there is a definite smell. I, I have a smell about me. I smell like I smell like roses uh, today. FM is here. We're going to talk about the FM Chambra Radio link that he's been working on. So, he's here. And I also brought in another guest today. Another guest, because, well, we have some remedial benching work to do. We are going to be doing some benching today. Um, uh, While FM has been working on the FM link uh, for months now, I have been watching and observing you benching and I can't really say any of you are ready for the Olympics. Uh, You know, this is um, weird benching kind of odd. We'll go into it in a moment, but I brought in a special guest today because I felt it was necessary to improve the benching that we're doing. So important on the planet right now, time to improve it. So, I've asked my dear friend, my colleague, my fellow Ascended Master, Tobias, to come in oh. today.
2: Yeah,
1: maybe not channeling, nice. but, you know. Uh, but. I've asked him to be here to help you with some benching today, and uh, we'll get to that in a moment, but uh, let's get back to the main part of the show. Smelling is one of those great assets that you have, and oftentimes you know, really the most of your smell kind of um uh, work is kind of on a negative smell level. oh, that smells like uh what do they say smells like. What do people typically associate when they talk about smells and odor? Bad ones? I don't care. What what do they say? It smells like? Farts. Okay. Yeah, see, I wanted Linda to say it. Uh, So, uh, so oftentimes the smell is associated with that, but the smell is really an an amazing sensual capability that you have. Start using it. You smell FM. I don't want to say it's just one smell, because for every one of you, it's a little bit different. Uh, his his dear wife Leslie is here in the studio with us today. She probably smelled butterflies and chocolate chip cookies and love and on uh, computers. Uh, and it, so to be different from every one of you, but start using that sense of smell, Tobias. Tobias, what smell that Linda? What what is what? Is, well, I have some more to eat here, uh, anything to be able to get a bite? What is Tobias? What does that smell like?
0: Warmth and beauty.
1: Not an old goat or anything. No. No. I thought it was an old goat. Warmth and sweetness. Gentle. You know, smell can be doesn't have to be an odor. It can be a feeling. You can smell gentleness. Yeah. Dogs do all the time. And and they don't put it in their mind, oh, this smell is gentle. They're just like, oh. They just they have a very sensual experience with smell. It's gentle. What what else about Tobias? Mm. <laughs> Tobias is adding his own. It almost smells like old wine sometimes. <laughs> I mean, no, he, safe. He, was
0: he feels so safe. safe.
1: Well, he still smells like old wine. <sighs> uh, you know, you carry bring over with you to the other side what you were last doing on Earth, and he he liked to have a glass of wine or two, uh, and not always the best. Not uh, Tobias, not always the best wine, but. Start using a sense of smell. It's, it's, uh, it's built right in. You don't have to pay for it, you don't have to go out and get it installed. It's right there. You can smell time. You can smell emotions. You can smell food, of course, things like that. You can smell the future. You can actually, literally, we're going to do it in our upcoming workshop, Time Traveling, mm. you can smell into the future. You can literally go to the future through your sense of smell and other things, but let's take a good deep breath together. Really deep, good deep breath, Linda. Good deep breath. Oh, no, it hurts too much. Okay, no, good no, deep, deep no. breath.
0: No, it doesn't hurt too much. That's the first thing I did when you mentioned Tobias. Wanted to breathe that in and feel it and know the safeness of it and the, the, the love he has for all of us.
1: Good. Okay. So a good deep breath. Uh, I'll talk for just a moment about pronost. Uh, I love pronost. Pronost is uh, the chance once a year to talk about uh, the planet and don't usually talk a lot about it because uh, it's all about you and about your journey. But in ProNost, you get to talk about the planet and what's happening, but now literally what you're doing and what the planet is doing is really starting to converge together. And that, to me, was the probably the most important part of ProNost 2022. We're talking about the planet, but... It has a direct implication on you and you on the planet. What the planet is going through right now—the very, very fast changes, unprecedented. You know, it used to be back uh, in a lifetime, what, 500 years ago. I mean, not many things changed. Uh, if you lived in a village, about the only thing that ever really changed was birth and death, and once in a while, somebody would put in a maybe a new store or a new blacksmith would come to town, and that was about it. I mean, now that happens <laughs> in your life, the changes, the pace of changes, uh, that would happen within an hour, all those changes. You don't have a precedence from a past lifetime that you can go back to and say, okay, how do I cope, how did I cope with fast-paced changes? You just don't have that reference point. Everything is changing so fast on the planet now, and as it does, it's time now more than ever to be your light. And for a couple of reasons. For a couple of reasons. Uh, that's why you came here, to shine that consciousness on the planet. Uh, but it's also right now is such an important time on the planet for not only the the light that you bring, but the balance that comes with that. That's so important right now. And for you personally, to really now get into the metaphysics of understanding what reality is all about. This planet is breaking through reality paradigms very, very quickly. Very quickly. And it's causing a lot of unsettled... Uh, business on the planet. So, you came here to shine that light, to be that light. We talked at length in pronost about the new physics, and these are not uh, things that, uh, for some science fiction book, these are things that are happening right now on the planet, and you're in the position to behold them, to see them unfolding before your eyes. I I told you that one of the things that I'm so looking forward to is when uh, a physicist, or a group of them, come out with a statement, a very bold statement, a public statement, saying that energy is basically communication. That's when we know, all of us, that work that we've been doing for all these years, through the time of Tobias, through now, all that work is now coming into consciousness. And the other important thing about pronost and what's happening on the planet right now, and particularly as we got into the subject of artificial intelligence, uh, one of the big debates, philosophical and physics debates about artificial intelligence is, and no, I'm not going to call it advanced intelligence. I'm sorry, Chippy, but you're artificial. One of the big questions is uh, will it have consciousness? It kind of doesn't really matter one way or the other. Uh, As I've stated before, it will try to get consciousness. It'll read about it in its data, everything it collects uh, from the internet, and it will want that, and that will eventually, could eventually become its undoing. But what's happening right now is all of this discussion about about consciousness and artificial intelligence and robots and. You know, are you going to be able to make love to a robot? And are you going to, uh, is it going to have the awareness to really talk to you? And, you know, all of that is bringing light to the subject of consciousness itself. So to me, it's really not about artificial intelligence or robots or anything like that. It's about the subject of consciousness. Now, philosophers have talked about it for a long time. Uh, going way back to uh, Socrates and Plato, and some of the others have talked at length about about consciousness. And then it kind of went out of fashion for a long time. Nobody really talked about it. It was kind of one of those mysterious words. Then it started slowly, slowly coming back, and now consciousness, the word consciousness, and the discussion of consciousness is starting to come to the forefront as a result of artificial intelligence and computer capabilities. Will it ever have consciousness? And It's causing people to say, well, what the hell is consciousness? What is it? Uh, And and it's causing people to realize that consciousness is not matter. It's not matter. Uh, It doesn't matter. It's not physical. It cannot be evaluated scientifically. Uh, or mathematically, although they 'll try, but it can't be and it, it, it doesn't matter because it is not part of this physical realm at all. It is not part of the physical realm. it cannot be uh, it cannot be dissected mathematically, scientifically uh, with physics or anything else. But more and more really intelligent, sharp scientists and physicists are going to realize it's there. There's something very real about it. It's the essential part of the equation. It is the essential part. Scientists have been. I, I hope I'm not boring.
0: No, 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 no. No, it's have part- some for
1: yourself. I know. My, no, no, my, no, no. Here you go.
0: Come oh on.
1: well, I feel like a little on, baby here, but. Come on. Uh,
2: mm. 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 It's pretty
0: good, mm. huh?
1: Yes. And Calder's telling me it's not appropriate to be a lip smacker on. Well, we're on the air, but uh, so I like it. Where were we? Scientists, consciousness, and consciousness. Scientists and physicists uh, are beginning to understand that it's the essential part of the equation. For uh, the past hundred years or so, there has been a very um, feverish effort to determine the unified, uh, the unified formula, mm-hmm. unified. Um, concept of the universe. They thought they would find it in the subatomic particles uh, or in light itself, the, the basis of all reality in the physical universe. And they haven't found it, uh, not at all. They're still looking and they realized it's, it's not necessarily in, in matter. So, they've been looking at it through from an energy standpoint, but they have no clue of energy, no clue. And, and that'll change. Uh, literally, and, and I'm not uh, Calder is fact-checking me here. Literally, that concept of energy, the old concept, is going to change because of the work you're doing, that we're all doing together. Uh, and, and that's why I say, when when that headline comes out that uh, some crazy physicist says that energy is communication, I want to have a party, uh, a Shaumbra party worldwide, I don't know how we do it, but we'll gather together on the on the internet, or we'll have individual country parties and dance and sing and celebrate. That is a historic milestone when that headline comes out. Energy is communications. And you know you heard it first right here. But back to the point. So now there is a focus on consciousness, and it's Beginning to be realized, it's an important part of the, the the physics formula of quantum physics, but they still don't know how. They know consciousness has to be present for any reality to be present. There's more and more discussion of consciousness that's getting into mass consciousness, so it's not just reserved for the hall of the academics. It's getting into everyday life, and uh, Calder is giving me an example, and this is good. So um, he's saying, "Remember when this um, uh, athlete, actor uh, O.J. Simpson, uh, had the uh, his infamous car chase, and and uh, at least in the United States, everybody tuned in to watch the helicopter following the car. <laughs> uh, it was a it was a phenomena. And then the whole trial, the murder trial." Took place, and what was, what was the kind of the core of the murder trial for O.J. Simpson? It was all about DNA. DNA. Most most Americans, most humans, and eh, maybe they heard the term, but they didn't have a lot of interest in it. It was too weird, too scientific. So, but that trial brought DNA to the surface. At DNA to be used for uh, for homicide investigations and that type of thing. But eventually, the understanding of DNA. Eventually, to now, where people go spit in a tube and send it in and find about, all about their ancestors, going hundreds of thousands of years back, there's a new awareness of DNA. And uh, that was important, because it, it helps to understand the linkage to your ancestors. And eventually, what we talk about is Uh, You are not your ancestors. You have their thoughts, their body, everything else, but you are not. So, in the same way that the O.J. Simpson trial brought uh, light onto DNA, uh, this whole thing with artificial intelligence is bringing light to consciousness, the awareness that there is this thing called consciousness. And if no consciousness is present, No reality exists. It's not just a kind of a philosophical thing. If you're not there, there is no reality. Even in scientific experiments, they're coming to understand that it is the observer who determines the outcome of the experiment, not the experiment itself. It is the observer and their biases that will change the very nature of reality. And if the observer believes a certain thing, that a certain reaction should take place, that reaction will take place. If the observer believes something else, or if the observer is open to things that the observer doesn't necessarily understand, other things will take place. It's weird physics, but it's very real physics. And that is all happening right now. And that's the beauty of it. It's not somewhere off in the future. The understanding that things go in and out of reality, reality is essentially determined by the consciousness of the observer. And now, for those ready to go to new levels of Uh, themselves, uh, an understanding and the ability to craft their reality for how they want. All the tools, all the information is opening up and becoming available. We talk a lot about energy and energy serving you, and I know it's a great line, and some of you even have a tattoo uh, about that, uh, energy serves me. And it's great to be able to say it, but then to really, sensually feel and do it, realizing that it is your energy and it's your consciousness now, your presence and your openness, your allowing, that shifts everything. The fact that the energy is yours and it does serve you and it's a graceful thing, everything changes everything changes. So, I've taken far too long in my opening statement, let's get down to business. I've got FM sitting over here tapping his foot very impatiently. So, welcome FM. Everybody, please welcome FM. He is an esteemed member of the Ascended Masters Club. He never thought he'd get here. He thought he'd have a number of lifetimes to go through, but something happened in his closing moments of his life and he did something quite brilliant, super-intelligent, an amazing, amazing program that he wrote for himself, a software program just for him. It was called Allowing. In the waning moments of his life, with nothing left to hold on to, he finally said, okay, I'm just going to allow. I'm going to stop being overly intellectual logical person I'm going to allow. And boom, next thing, he finds himself at the Ascended Masters Club. It was easy. It was easy. So, FM has been working on what we call the uh, the Shambra FM radio. And it's not a radio like you're not going to find the golden oldies there, I mean, old songs and old tunes. It's not a radio station. It's This is a metaphor. It is a communication link that goes out, like a message that goes out, broadcast out to, well, initially to Shambra, but now to everyone. He has been working on the link for a number of years with some other Shambra who have left the planet, saying, how do we tweak this? How do we adjust it just for how do we, How do we uh, tune it to their needs? And then finally, shortly after our Time of the Merlin event in September of last year, they went live, They started broadcasting. Now, please, it's not literally a radio tower on Mars or anything like that. It, it's really a metaphor, but they're using special frequencies to transmit a very important message, a very simple message. The message is that it's all within you. You already know. There's no need to go outside for any answers. There's no need to go to another person. There's no need to go to Jesus. Jesus is busy. Jesus has a lot on his hands right now, so you don't need to go to Jesus. I love Jesus, uh, and, he's, and he loves me too, yes. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus is great, but that energy is so misused and misunderstood and... uh, Sorry, Jesus. Um, So, anyway, this link goes out and it's a constant reminder you have it within you. Seek not outside yourself, but allow all that you are to shine forth. FM wrote that. Can you believe... Leslie, can you believe FM wrote that? He wasn't that kind of poetic guy in his life, but he wrote that. That message was, let's say, beamed to Chambro from about mid-September through uh, December 21st. And then it shut down for a while to be adjusted and refined, to understand the nuances uh, and why it worked sometimes, why it didn't work other times. So, uh, FM went back to the laboratory. He built a big laboratory here in the Ascended Masters Club, built a big laboratory, went back and adjusted and tuned. And oh, He was down there for ages. We didn't see him. We didn't hear from him. He didn't eat. He just shut the door was in there working. And, and you, Leslie, you know what that's like. Uh, he did that when he was on the planet. Uh, he emerged uh, not so long ago. And on January 22nd, on pronos Day, he began retransmitting. The transmission now goes out to Shambra, but it goes out to everyone. Before it was really tuned to just Shambra, but now it's going out all over the planet. And the message, again, is very simple. It's going to go beyond most people, uh, but the message is very simple. The message is it is all right here within you. And I'm not talking about your physical body, but your beingness, your consciousness. It is all right there. You don't need to go to any healer. You don't need to go to any church. You can if you want, that's fine, but you don't need to. You don't need to rack your brain day after day, night after night, trying to figure it all out. The answer is already there. You don't have to become worthy of some sort of redemption from some strange angelic group. You already have that within you. You don't have to do any uh, tithing, tithing, uh, giving money to uh, churches and organizations and groups. You notice we've never done that with Crimson Circle, nor will we ever do it. Why? Now, I mean, that's fine if you want to give money, but the concept of tithing bondage for the person doing it, for the person writing the check, is they associate their goodness with their check, their redemption with their check, their salvation with their money. It's all wrong. It's all wrong. If you want to give money, just give money. But to feel obligated to, to earn your way to heaven, it's all wrong. The FM link is all about everything is right there. If you just stop for a moment and allow, like F.M. did in the last days of his life, like Tobias, my dear buddy, did in the last few days of his life. Uh, they reached a situation where all else had failed. They had nothing else. F.M. With, uh, with the cancer, uh, Tobias rotting away in prison. I mean, You don't have anything else. You have nothing left to hold on to anymore, not even yourself. No body, no money, no family, no health, no nothing. Well, that's pretty easy to allow then." And that's what they did. And in that allowing, in the total letting go, getting out of the mind and stop trying to control and regulate everything and stop trying to figure out your way to heaven, you let go and you realize, oh my God, which is me, oh my God, It was there all along. How come nobody told me? How come nobody told me? And the fact is, we did. Uh, The fact is, we did. We tried to, anyway, over and over to tell you that it's right there, if you allow. And, oh, I hear some of you whining. Just whine. Drink your wine. Don't speak your wine. That was Tobias. It's really confusing that they have all these entities around. Yeah, <laughs> but he whining. says, Oh, I've allowed, I've allowed uh, Adamus, and it uh, doesn't work. Shut up! You haven't allowed. You think about allowing. You haven't allowed. You think, Oh, I'm allowing. I'm just going to sit here and allow. But you're not. You're still holding on to all the stuff you were holding on before. You're not allowing. You're playing a game and and I'm going to call you on it. That's bullshit. And, and and you know it and I know it. Now we can laugh about it, right? Okay, now, try real allowing. Like FM, when he knew there was nothing left, uh, Tobias rotting away in prison and a bird came to his window uh, in the prison uh, cell and was chirping away joyously like, look at me, I'm free and you're not. Look at me, I can fly away and you can't. And Oh, Tobias hated that bird. Tobias wanted to strangle that bird, kill it, uh, right then and there. If he could, just reach out and grab it. But and then, then, he, in his final days, in his allowing, he realized, oh, that was really Archangel Michael, huh, coming to visit, coming to tell him that you are free already. Even if you are sitting in prison, you are free. It's about your consciousness. That's about what you believe, and that creates your reality. You believe you're not free, you're going to end up in prison. Maybe a physical prison, maybe just your emotional prison, but that's where you end up. So back to the point, the FM link was reinitiated on January 22nd recently, and the message has been refined and focused. The message goes out to any human. Uh, any being in all creation, but any human in particular in all Shambra, a reminder: it's already there. F.M. teamed up with Tobias because Tobias is the one years ago talked about the fruit of the rose and explained that into that strange uh, uh, kind of sounding thing. Fruit of the rose is the way out. It's uh, he tells the story. I'll repeat it very quickly. The artist doing this beautiful painting, loves it so much, says, i got to be inside the painting. Being out here on the other side of the painting isn't good enough. I love my creation so much, I'm going to dive in. And the artist dives in and goes into the colors, goes into the emotions, the feelings, the depth, and pretty soon the painting is alive with the artist inside, and the artist then lives that painting and experiences it and, and the painting continues to grow and expand with the artist inside now, painting the walls, painting the sky, painting the ground and the oceans, and continues, but then one day realizes, how did I get here? And how do I get out? Where am I? Who am I? And I know it's time to move on, but I don't know how to do it. Tobias is the one that said that the Fruit of the Rose was painted in from the very beginning, the way out. That trapdoor, the escape hatch, was already painted within It's just now of a matter of the artist, you, letting yourself find that Fruit of the Rose. The FM link is the reminder that the Fruit of the Rose is there anytime you're ready. Now, I hear it all the time I, 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 from a lot of you. And again, I'm just, will just be, put everything on the table here. It's, oh, it's not working and I'm not realizing I got all these problems. Shut up. You don't, you see, that's where your consciousness is. It's in this prison and, and you must love it there because you're still there. The moment you're really ready, you will be out. And these aren't just words. There are Shaumbra all around the world who have discovered it. Chambra who've gone through a lot of pain and suffering to get there, but they finally realize that or they call themselves on their own Makio, and they finally realize stop whining. Stop like, oh, but I just can't get there and it's not working. Work for them and it can work for you if you realize it's all within you. I, I don't have your answers, I, I, I'm just kicking the ass for you. Once you allow and accept it, and not a little allowing, but full-on allowing, listen to that FM link right now. Smell it. Smell it. It, it, has, a, it has a smell to it. Take a deep breath. It began rebroadcasting just a, a week or so ago, two weeks ago. Smell it. It's a reminder, the fruit of the rose how appropriate for this Valentine's Month, the fruit of the rose, the way out. And the way out is that you have every answer within you. And once you acknowledge that and stop playing head games and stop, well, I don't have the answers and it didn't work, and what are you going to do for me next? Once you realize that, that Calder is giving me a hard time, i, I got to act it out a little, Calder. I mean, What do you want, a boring lecture? It is within you. Smell that link, that message. And remind yourself through the smell, rather than through your brain, oh, I have every answer within me, if I just shut up and listen. Not answers that come from the brain, but answers in the heart and in my soul. And answers, then, that align me with my own grace and energy when you're constantly complaining and whining, you're out of alignment, so that's exactly what you're going to get. Reality follows consciousness. Reality follows even limited consciousness and and beliefs that will create it for you, and that's what you get. So let's take a deep breath and sense the FM link as it goes out, not only to Shambra, but to the world. And that's important. It's part two. Bro-Nas 2020. I talked about the planetary awakening. The dragon had come in the previous year and started to shake things up, as you've seen. The dragon's done a pretty good job. Then comes the planetary awakening in 2020, and it was the beginning of an awakening cycle on the planet. Uh, you could say about a, a 21 to 25 year awakening cycle. We're now barely into the the second year of it, and what's happening on the planet right now is that, well, you've seen it. You don't have to. You don't have to be a, a rocket scientist or a, a anything else. You've seen it. The planet is in chaos and turmoil, and I can smile when I'm saying that. It is in chaos and turmoil, and it will continue that way. If you think 2022 is going to be a uh, cotton candy year and that 's not uh, it 's going to continue to get messier and uglier you 've got covid, which is still around, huh. even though I predicted it 'd be gone because humanity wanted it to go deeper and to do a bigger cleansing and a bigger change you 've got uh, you 've got literally war a war that the modern world hasn't really seen the likes of uh, or the the threats of in a long time, and you have that now, uh, that pressure. You could say it's real or you could say it's all just a big game that's being played, but it creates a pressure on people, not not necessarily on you, but on others. You have a financial system that is just crazy, just crazy, and I smile when I say that because You know, the financial system is long overdue for an overhaul, and it's going to get one. And that doesn't mean run out and sell all your stocks or buy gold or anything like that. You're immune to it. You are immune to it if you are truly allowing yourself to be a master on the planet. It doesn't care if suddenly all currency is negated and some new currency comes out, because that new currency is going to come to you, Uh, truly. So don't start panicking, oh, what if the market's going to crash? doesn't matter. You're immune to these things. Um, As if you're allowing yourself to be a master, and a master doesn't whine. A master doesn't whine. Good questions, yes, but whining, no. The planet is going crazy right now. And it's going so fast, people can't cope. Nobody has the previous experience to understand how to cope with it. And one of the questions is, how how do people cope? You, you've got diseases, and you've got and I know this sounds terrible, but I'm going to laugh my way through it. You've got diseases, and you've got what, what's the one I predicted and nobody's given me credit for yet, which that's all right, but I'll give myself credit? Distribution chaos. I said it years ago, years and years ago. I said, one little hiccup and distribution around the planet goes crazy. And when you really look at it, why is distribution all messed up right now? Why, why do you go to the store and shelves are empty, and you order something and you can't get it, and well, a year ago it was fine, two years ago it was fine, and suddenly, was it COVID? No. I mean, to a degree, and you can, people do blame it on COVID, but it, it was ready for it. Distribution challenges around the planet. Everything is changing very quickly. Uh, governments and politics, and oh, the tensions and the world powers, and it can be overwhelming. Uh, and you get into a lot of anxiety because of the the overwhelm. But that's what regular people do. That's not what masters do. A master sits back and watches and goes, "Wow, now that is a circus. I mean, that is that is a big circus. It's not my circus." I'm not a monkey in the circus. That's a big circus there. You're the Observer, the Observer. So, getting to the point here, the FM link now goes back out for all the planet, for everyone. And what's going to happen now for relating it to Shaumbra, to Crimson Circle? A number of years ago, three, three and a half years ago, I talked to a caldra late one night, and I said, it's going to be time pretty soon. Get your house in order. Get all your systems refined. Have everything working. Get your archiving, uh, indexing, all the rest of that done. Because there's going to be a big awakening on the planet. That was about three and a half years ago. And it's happening right now. Now, Crimson Circle has seen many new people come in but nothing to the likes of what is going to be happening. With all of this turmoil happening on the planet and people unable to cope with it, they don't have the coping mechanisms, they are going to be looking for answers and the genuine ones, the ones who are ready, the ones who who are ready for the fruit of the rose and ready to take responsibility that it is within, they are going to be coming to Crimson Circle. And I have to ask, first of all, for Crimson Circle, uh, for for the staff, uh, for management, are your systems ready? Uh, I really want you to don't just nod your head yes. <laughs> I want you to sit down together in, in a group and look at them, review them. Are your systems really ready? They're going to be tested very soon. Are they ready? Have you backed up everything offline? I have to underline that. Uh, Gail, can you underline that a bunch of times? Everything has to be backed up offline, and you know why. You know why. Uh, By the way, I have to add that when Caldera went into artificial intelligence, channeled it, he wasn't just channeling artificial intelligence. There was another, uh, you could say, a uh, hidden, not-so-hidden agenda. He was going there on behalf, uh, uh, with all of you, and with that, brought light into a place, into uh, the mechanics, into the into the software, into the circuitry and the silicone chips. It literally, brought light light into that for the first time. So, Calder, if you think that uh, you've had a little trouble recovering, just think what all this did to Chippy. <laughs> because it wasn't just Calder that went there; you all went there literally, bringing light into the world of computers, into the world of artificial intelligence. Artificial intelligence has been scrambling to try to figure out what hit it ever since, but that's uh, for another time, another discussion. Back to our point. Humans don't need, know, know how to cope right now, and, and I'm going to call for a special session this summer uh, with, um, I'll give Calder the details, but a special session to talk about how the planet is trying to cope with all this. Some of the things are obvious: alcohol, <laughs> uh, drugs, these uh, SSRI medications. Uh, people just dropping out of life, not not dying, but just dropping out, dropping out of their jobs and their families, and just walking away as one of the coping mechanisms. Uh, Becoming obsessive, uh, getting deep into hobbies, which is good, like music or um, repairing cars or whatever else, but channeling that energy into something else. People right now on the planet do not know how to handle, how to cope. Not just the average person on the street or the farmer in the field, but your leaders. They have less coping mechanisms and relief than even you do. Now, that's pretty scary. It's real scary. They don't know how to handle it. There's nothing in history that, that is even similar to what's happening now. So, uh, everybody's trying to figure out, how do we cope? Uh, and I want to talk about it this summer. It's not, it's not just mental imbalance. There's physical imbalances. There's energy imbalances. And uh, we're going to dive deep into it uh, and bring some light into coping. Now, there is a small group of humans on the planet that are coping by crying out. They are crying out, and you know what that's like. You have done it. And it the, is the miserable stuff. It is the two or three in the morning crying out. You wake up, you are overcome with anxiety. You are trying to figure things out. You try to go back to the old ways that you used to have praying, maybe or uh, j- positive thinking, and they don't work. They don't work. As a matter of fact, it almost makes it worse, and then you really feel desperate. Uh, these, these middle-of-the-nighters are asking questions, deep questions, that you asked so you should understand. What's this all about? What am, what am I doing here? What next? Is there anybody else like me out there? Remember that one? Is there any relief? And you ask these deep questions, but then the mind it gets so often into its paranoia and its chattering and you start thinking about conspiracies and UFOs and Palladians and all this other stuff, and you start messing up your mind. and. You wake up in the morning, you are exhausted and no answers, and you are just desperate for something to come along. Something. And that is when so often now, uh, in, in your modern times, where people sit down at the, their computers and they do a search. And I have seen it all. I have seen all the words. It uh, used to be a lot of prayers, but now, now they are searching the internet. Weird. Uh, but typing in. I want to die. We're typing in, there's got to be answers, or the one that I see a lot now is just very simple. It's, please help me. Typing into an internet search, please help me. And that's where you come in. The work that you do, the work that Tobias started with the Crimson Circle so many years ago, that's where you come in right now. That please help me, that SOS. They don't even know what to ask for. They're going to be very open because they're at that that last straw. They've they've had to let so much go. They're gonna be open and they're gonna sit down and do that search, and somehow, somehow, as you know, magically Crimson Circle comes up or Shambra or maybe Adamus Saint-Germain, but uh, all right, Tobias. But that's where you come in. That's where all this work we've been doing comes in, and that's where the new ones start coming in. They're going to be similar to you in many ways. They're going to be different in a lot of ways. And the last thing they need to hear is a bunch of machio, a bunch of overly philosophical advice, a bunch of Even a bunch of um, like nurturing that's too sweet, they're not gonna, they they, they don't want that. They want real answers and, and this to all Chambra and to Crimson Circle. They're gonna test you first. They've been misled many, many times. They're gonna test you. Are you real? Are you real? Or are you just trying to sell something? Are you just another scheme? Are you just another philosophy? Are you just another organization that's uh, into power? They're going to test you. That's when you sit or stand firmly in your light. You'll know exactly the right words to say. There's no rehearsed script. Each one is going to be different. You're going to know exactly the words to say, or better yet, what not to say what not to say. You're going to know when it's time to tell your story. It's when they're ready to hear it. And you're going to know you're going to so, oh, you're so emp- have much empathy with their pain that they're in at that moment, because you've been there. And you're going to realize, as a professional venture, that Eventually the pain will go away. Eventually that it will subside. Eventually the answers will come, but you will realize that they have got a ways to go, and they have got some more pain and suffering, because that is what they believe that they have to have. But my point is, as the FM link goes out now, as it has been honed and fine-tuned by working with Chambra, collecting all of your light into it, now it goes out to the planet, and what happens next is that wave of New Ones coming in, the wave that I talked about. Crimson Circle, are your systems ready? Shambra, are you ready to be real and genuine? Are you ready not to do counseling and therapy and healing? No counseling. What? so? Ever. No healing, no therapy, no processing. Just your light. That's it. Just your light. There's a tendency. An old human tendency to want to start talking and trying to make them feel better, and maybe even a little ego that you're the master and you know you're talking to the student, don't go there. Don't go there, just your light shining to them. They'll be coming soon. Make sure you're ready, all of you. I'm going to be there. Tobias is going to be there. Let's take a good deep breath with that, with all that you've learned up to now. I know I've offended some of you. I'm getting that very clear. I'm smelling the anger from some of you. What do you mean, no no counseling? I, I mean no counseling. I absolutely mean that. And I know some of you are deeply invested into it. These people do not need counseling. They need a standard. They need light, not words. They need to know that you are genuine. and not just some psychologist trying to help them and session after session and no, they don't need counseling. They need to know from you from your light that they have the answers within that they can do it they need to look at you and see that you've crossed the river they need to look at you and know that it can be done counseling will keep them on the human side of the river they'll never even attempt to go to the other side counseling will get them in passes counseling it gets you deeper and deeper into your junk and i know some oh i Oh, some of you are already writing emails. Don't send them to me. You'll understand what I mean at a certain point as you mature spiritually, as you mature consciously. You'll understand why I say none of that anymore. Let's take a good deep breath with that. We'll also talk this summer about Shaumbra Coping. Coping. It's a very different world right now. Uh, than you could have even expected. How, how do you cope as Masters? Obviously, not with counseling or processing, but how do you cope? How do you handle the intense pressure uh, of being on the planet right now? Uh, what, what, what is, it, is it fraternity with others? Is it just spending time by yourself? Is it enjoying nature? How, how do you cope right now? With being a master on the planet, and and I'll I'll, I'll tell you one thing uh, as a kind of a heads up. One of the most important things is sensuality. Sensuality. Sensuality is the ability to feel and to experience to go into your life, into your energies. Sensuality is the openness without fear, without holding back, to be able to experience physical sensuality mental sensuality and consciousness sensuality sensuality is the thing that brings life into life and by having and allowing the spirit the experiences of sensuality into your life suddenly you realize all this mental stuff happening on the planet right now and it's just going to get crazier all that is rather meaningless for you anyway sensual experience lets you truly feel into your life and, 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 and to bring color to your life, a life that for a long time has been pretty colorless because of, because of mass consciousness and other things. But one of the keys to coping for you masters is sensuality. Uh, most of you have denied it for a long time, kept yourself from enjoying a really good dessert or a really good sex, uh, or music, or so many of the other things. Uh, we're going to go into sensuality, but I, I must move along now. Let's talk about benching. Benching. So, benching is kind of a, is a metaphor, a symbol for something very, very simple that Tobias came out with a long time ago. When It took, it took years and years, and, and changing the words and everything else, but way back when Tobias said, "Stand behind the short wall." At the time, I believe that was the Creator Series. Uh, at the time, Calder thought that was the dumbest channel ever. <laughs> no, he really did. He walked away that day thinking, "Now that was just dumb." It just, but stand behind the short wall. What does that mean? Well, I think he's grown up a little bit too, and realizing stand behind the short wall means it's not yours things that you took for so long were not yours. Stand behind the short wall means if you are into causes and battles, even if you are righteous as hell, you are helping to perpetuate causes and uh, and battles. Battling for the light, my dear friends, is imbalanced as it is to battle for the dark, because there is no battle at all. Battling right now for Uh, for the environment. It's not your place on the planet. There's others who are doing it, and they are doing a great job in perpetuating duality. (laughs) And the fact is, there is no need to. Gaia is leaving. And as Gaia leaves and humans take on the responsibility for the planet, you are going to have strange weather. You are going to have very erratic weather. You are going to have species dying and new species emerging. You are going to have a huge change in the environment most of it which is not caused by carbon emission, and I know, send your emails once again, you'll come to discover it's not carbon emission, because when the whole planet goes electric vehicles, there's still going to be really cold weather and really hot weather. There's still going to be droughts and floods, because Gaia is leaving. There's a change of guard taking place, and things will settle down on this planet, and you'll have beautiful sunny days once again, when humans accept the responsibility of the planet, rather than putting it off on something else. When humans allow Gaia to leave in grace and realize it's their planet. Until then, carbon emissions, global warming, global cooling, global chaos, whatever, it's simply a changing of the guard. So, back to the point, benching. Benching. I've been watching, along with FM, the benching, and some of you are just doing a beautiful job of it. And, and by the way, it shouldn't be a ritual. It shouldn't be something you say, oh, it's eight o'clock every morning, I have to go bench, unless you like doing it then. Benching is not projecting your agenda onto anything on the planet. Benching is simply compassion, standing behind the short wall, looking out at the world, being very aware of what's going on. I mean, aware that you're not putting blinders on, say oh, yeah, the world's lovely. Oh, the world's really crappy right now, uh, and, but it's going through something. It's like catching a cold or the flu. It's really crappy for a while, but it's a cleansing of the system. Stand behind the short wall for a couple of reasons. Sit on your bench. Don't get caught in it. It's ugly out there. It's really ugly. Don't get caught in it. And you are here to shine your light, not to take up sorts, or causes, or battles. And it's very hard to do for some of you. You really want to get in there. and I see you benching, but then as you bench, you are directing your uh, psychic energy towards healing the Divine Feminine, or towards you know, healing the Indigenous, or towards healing the hunger. No, that is not benching. That is cause-fighting. That's all it is. You're, just, you're right back into the fray. You're right back into the problem. And then I'll have to come along with some other chambra, and we'll have to shine our light to get you out of the problem. <laughs> but, so, don't go into it. Benching is compassion. Benching is accepting all things as they are, including yourself. Benching is without agenda. You don't sit there and try to make the world a better place or a worse place. You are simply shining a light. You could do it. You could have a drink of coffee. You could be listening to music. You could be playing solitaire on your iPad. I have to get these things in Caldra. Um, you could. It doesn't matter. It just means you're taking a moment to let your light truly shine out uh, onto the potentials for humanity. It's your consciousness shining out. In benching, it is simply about shining your light, not about igniting sparks, meaning that you're not trying to cause change, you're not trying to set fires, uh, spark things to go. You don't need to. You're shining a light. You're shining a light on those people who I was talking about, the 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 middle-of-the-nighters, like you used to be, that are desperate. Please help me. That's the internet search. Please help me. I don't know who to ask or what to ask. And that light goes out to them because they're receptive. It goes out to everybody, but they're receptive. We're not trying to go out and recruit people. You're not getting on bicycles and going from door to door to door, house to house, trying to recruit people in the Crimson Circle. That would be disastrous. But you're shining a light, a standard, a way to shine potentials, and then it's up to them. It's up to them whether they come to Crimson Circle. Don't go out and try to try to bring them in. It's up to them whether they want to come in or not. And then once they find Crimson Circle, it's up to them what they want to do with it. Benching is a form of grace. You're not trying to do positive affirmations or positive uh, mental images, or you're you're not even wishing and hoping for your abundance. Uh, No, benching is neutral, with the exception of opening up and shining your light. I I see some of you go out and bench, and a lot of things happen. One is you sit down and say, okay, I'm going to bench for the planet. Then you get distracted. But I tell you, you're really not distracted. I mean, you're still benching. A dog could come along, and you are playing with the dog, and you are having fun, and half hour later, oh, I am supposed to be benching, but now I have to go and do something. No, you were benching. The dog was your own brilliant distraction to get you out of your head while you benched. Some of you are still benching again, trying to change the planet. Stop it. Stop it, because it is going to come back and smack you big time. The true shining light has no agenda whatsoever, other than acceptance and compassion. The people out there in the planet, they are going through their experiences because that is what they are choosing. Nobody is inflicting it on them. Nobody. Nobody. No secret governments, no aliens, no people that live underground or anything. They are going through it because they are choosing it. And when they are ready, to have a different way, they'll choose that, and, and then that will change their lives. You're not there to try to make trees grow taller. I saw one of you do that recently, and I, uh, I wanted to take on myself as a dog and come pee on your leg. What are you doing? Benching and trying to make a tree grow taller? I know you were looking at it amongst the other trees, and it was shorter, and you're oh, that poor tree. I have to make it. No! That's not benching. That's being an ass. That's being an uncompassionate asshole. And no, really, you deserve it. Just one person. I don't care if they leave. I love you, but please, please, uh, if you're going to bench like this, then block me out so I can't come around and see your stupidity. <laughs> Treat. When you bench, it's simply shining a light to show greater potentials. That's all. That's all. And When you have seen your greater potentials, it's like a miracle. And then it's frightening at the same time. When something has caused you to see your alternate potentials, your greater potentials, it's like a blessing, but it's also scary. Because suddenly, you can't blame it on anybody else. Suddenly, you got these other potentials, and a lot of humans fall down at that point. They're like, I don't know what to choose. I'm not sure which one should I choose. Could I get some advice here? Uh, One of you angels, could you come and tell me which one? No. You choose your own. So, it's kind of a little bit daunting for some people, but it doesn't matter. That's what you're here for. Shine a light, more potential. Benching is truly about acceptance, accepting everyone, even that little tree. A smaller tree, yes. Accepting that it's a smaller tree, there is no sorrow in benching. You realize that no sorrow. Oh, the poor guy over there has a broken leg, or uh, or Linda with a broken rib. Uh, there's no sorrow. There's there's deep understanding and compassion. There's the compassion knowing, oh, that must hurt. But Linda doesn't want your freaking sorrow. Do you? No, she's saying, no. No. You know what you do when you, when you feel sorry on somebody? You see somebody in a wheelchair, and they go by and wheeling, wheeling on by, and you go, oh, I feel really sorry for that person. You've just loaded them with your shit. No, really, you just put your shit on them. And now, now as they're trying to wheel along in their wheelchair, now they got even more garbage they're carrying, your sorrow. And some of them like that. But can you imagine... You know, all the people feeling sorry? No, it's compassion. You are choosing, that person is choosing what they want to experience, even though they're suffering. But someday a light will come. They won't know where it's from, but someday a light will come and say, why are you suffering? You know, you don't need to. You don't, you don't need to do the suffering thing. There are other alternatives and potentials. So now, now that I've shamed you, oh yes, uh bench shaming, we'll call it bench shaming, can you just sit on the bench and be who you are? can you feel feel into that that f m radio link, the reminder it's all within you, Just sit on the bench and feel that it's all within you, and then, as you do, you let your light radiate out to whoever wants to receive it. And then it's up to them. The planet absolutely needs this right now. There are no other large groups doing anything of the like that we are doing, shining the light, accepting yourself as a Master and then shining your light. No other large groups. There are individuals, but they are very prone to agendas. And when you have an agenda, now you're playing into duality. Now you're putting crap out there. It doesn't take a lot. Kyle uh, is asking me for a number. So, how many does it really take to, to have an effect on the planet? About 500. Of 500 who can really just shine the light without the agenda, or the bias, or without saying we need uh, to feed the hungry, or to uh, bathe the smelly, or anything like that. It doesn't take a lot, but it takes a lot of uh, being genuine. What if we had a thousand or three thousand? Five thousand, I'm pushing my limits here (laughs) on what to expect, but let's say we have three thousand, 3,500, truly enlightened chambra. Uh, just once in a while, it doesn't have to be every day, once in a while, just stopping for a moment and sharing with the planet your light. Let's do it right now. Let's put on some music and, and do it. And I'm going to bring Tobias in even closer here. He's going to shortwall you and I'm going to uh, allow you. I'll be saying, just allow, and he'll be saying, stand behind the short wall. Let's put on that music and just do it. That's all it takes, is you just taking the moment, us together. Oh, the planet crazy right now, but in a way long overdue for a change, <laughs> past due. And now it's happening, and I smile about it because I see the beauty in what's going to happen. And then you try to shame me. Whoa, oh, damas, people are going to die. Yeah, everybody's going to die. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm not real concerned about it. Yeah, some people, people die to COVID, but well, they're going to die anyway. And that's, you see, oh, you go, oh, oh, oh. No, no, no. When you get to a place of true compassion, you realize how appropriate all that was. There was not one life that was lost by accident or by error. Not one life that ended too soon. This whole thing with the coronavirus moved people into the next level. The next level sometimes is death, which actually is a great relief at times. And it's a renewal. It's a start, a new start. You're benching to the planet right now, just shining a light. Not telling the planet what direction to go or what to do, but that light goes out and to all the ones, please help me on the keyboard. It goes out to them. No agenda. No rescue. And did I say, no counselling? It's such a beautiful, simple thing. Wouldn't you say, Tobias, that this benching is so so simple? Why do they make it confusing? Why do you think? Tobias said, because you think you have to be doing something. You have to be doing something. You have to be pushing or pulling or forcing or yelling, but you don't. You're so used to having to have action or manipulation of energy, but you don't here. It's simply shining your light. Get used to it. And some of you still According to Tobias, still have some fear overlays, fear about dark, fear about darkness taking over the planet, fear of the devil. And so you approach benching very cautiously and somewhat fearfully, thinking you have to keep moving the planet to light versus dark. And listen to Pronost from a few weeks ago, they are the same thing. And there is no devil that is going to take over. There is no evil force. Take a moment just to let your light shine out openly to the planet. you don't have to visualize a happy planet where everybody's driving a nice new electric vehicle and eating organic tofu. You don't have to imagine that. I know some of you think, well, I have to create this visual of this you know, shining, glimmering planet. And everybody's happy. No, you don't. You can if you want, but don't force it. don't don't try to don't try to make the world and humans comply to your desires. You're just simply shining a light. A light can go into the darkest places. It will go into the darkest places. Shining your light, imagine, again, without agenda, but suddenly world leaders who are really into power right now, I mean really into power, and they have some really weird, strange transformation in the middle of the night in a dream state, and. Changes life, their life, and, and history of their country forever. Possibly, let's just shine our light together right now. Not trying to inflict anything. No, no agenda. No, no anything. Just being who you are, the God that you are, the Master that you are. That's it and then it's up to them what they do with it. And then watch the news, watch the headlines, particularly when we gather like this, which we'll, we'll be doing more and more often. <sighs> watch what happens shortly afterwards. Shortly meaning you know, anything within three months. Caldera is giving me a hard time, because angelic shortly and human shortly are two different things. Watch how things start changing on the planet, and sometimes not always what you would consider the best. Sometimes it may be uh, taking a few steps backwards, but watch then over the long term. It is simply shining your light. There's not a lot of work to it. <laughs> you can do it. Um, you could literally be reading a book, um, and and shining your light. Or you could be polishing your shoes on the park bench. Some of you should be polishing your shoes, and and you're still shining your light. Maybe just watching the birds fly and eating a ice cream cone. And it doesn't have to be a park bench, literally. It can be a chair at home, uh, sitting in the grass, or the snow. <laughs> I heard somebody from Finland say, what about snow? It's, that's fine. Snow is good. Let's take a deep breath and shine our genuine light out to the world right now, without agenda. And as you do, this light, it, it contains your story, it contains your history. You are shining Yourself out onto the planet. And as you do, as you shine your light, you are really first shining it onto Yourself. You know, when you can sit here and have total compassion and acceptance, when you can sit here and realize that everything is within, Even before it goes out to the world, it hits upon yourself, upon the human still on the other side of the river. It hits upon every one of your past lives. It goes out to every one of what you call your future lives. You see, that's kind of the, the irony in shining your light. It goes to you first. then it goes to the planet. We'll end differently today than we normally do. Normally, I make my grandiose exit, proclaiming that all is well in all of creation, which it is. But today, after I end my talking, and Tobias says I talk a lot, but after I end my talking, we're just going to let the music continue. Another 20 minutes or so, and let's all continue to bench, shining the light out to the world and to yourself. So, with that, I bid you goodbye until our upcoming message to Shambra on February 22nd, 2022. Surprise! With that, Let's continue benching as the lights come down.